0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Terminals Talk, the podcast from the Tank Storage Association. I am Nunzia Florio. The bulk storage and energy infrastructure sector is committed to developing future talent. An apprenticeship in the terminals industry offers a gateway to a career and represents an ideal route to numerous and exciting roles within the sector. There are many reasons to become an apprentice in the terminal sector. Now more than ever, the sector is growing and evolving, and new and exciting opportunities are opening up for the next generation of talent. By becoming an apprentice, you could be working for one of the many great companies that make up this exciting industry, and gain the valuable skills, knowledge, experience, and qualifications to forge your future, while still getting paid Joining me today are TSA's Executive Director, Peter Davidson, Tom Monahan, Electrical Technician Apprentice at National Grid's Grain LNG, and James Weaver, who is currently undertaking a Control and Instrumentation Apprenticeship, also at National Grid's Grain LNG. Hi, everyone.
1: Hi, Nunzia. Hi, Peter. Hi, Nunzia. Hi, guys.
0: Hi. So, Today, we are going to discuss with Tom and James apprenticeships more widely, but also their journey to date as apprentices in the tank storage sector, their career aspirations and any advice that they may have for someone who might be thinking about an apprenticeship. To that end, I would like to start by asking Tom, why did you choose to do an apprenticeship and did you go into your apprenticeship from school?
1: I actually had a bit of a later route into an apprenticeship. I started my apprenticeship here at National Grid Grain LNG when I was 21. When I left school, I just went into work. I didn't go to uni. I didn't want to go to university. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, so I just thought I'll go out and get some experience in the working world. I ended up in the finance industry, working as an insurance underwriter. Right. Just I just fell into it. It seemed good at the time but it never really felt like the career I wanted to get into and while I was at school in sixth form it seemed it was a bit more of a university push where they wanted you to go after so I, I, I found an apprenticeship later on in my life after leaving school and yeah that's pretty much it.
2: Uh, thanks, Tom. That's really interesting. But believe it or not, I, I start as an apprentice, but it was way back in 1986, believe it or not. <laughs> and back, back then, there was no such thing as the internet or social media. Um, and I, I found out about my apprenticeship in in a local paper. Can you tell me a little bit about how you went about finding and, and, and then applying for your apprenticeship?
1: Yeah, well, so when I found this, it was in the first lockdown. I was working from home in a small little home office at the time. And I remember just sort of reflecting and thinking that, do you know what? This isn't how I see the rest of my life going. It's not the career I wanted to do. I sort of, I knew deep down I wanted to get into something that was worth my time doing. And I always was interested in the energy sector and engineering. So I thought the, the best way to get into that, it was either going to be good to go to university or go down the apprenticeship route. And I sort of ruled out university straight away and thought, right, well, I need to try and find an apprenticeship. So I, I just looked up online on the internet, on Google pretty much. I just typed in energy sector apprenticeship roles and I found an LNG technician apprenticeship. I hadn't heard of grain LNG. I didn't know what LNG was and I didn't know what I was going to be getting myself into at the time. But it was just, I just looked it up on the internet, energy sector apprenticeships and I've not looked back since.
2: No, that's great, Tom, and and certainly Grain LNG are are a fantastic employer, as I'm sure you've realised now. Um, Yeah. My my understanding is you're on your last year of a four-year advanced apprenticeship with the electrical maintenance team. Um, And at the point of applying and completing your uh, end-point assessment, I think, so you're kind of at that stage, how how would you describe your apprenticeship journey so far?
1: Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm really close to the end now. I've actually I completed my endpoint assessment last Thursday,
2: so oh, I'm just now waiting. Yes. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. I'm just waiting for the certificate to come through, and then hopefully a promotion after that. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, after doing the first year of the apprenticeship, it's, a, it's at an engineering college where we were just there for the first twelve months just to learn the basics of engineering. We do a few different blocks of. Different trades, just to just to get a bit of hands-on experience, just to feel comfortable with what we're doing. And then after the first twelve months, you're on site full time. The second year onwards. So, yeah, as you mentioned, now I'm in my fourth year, and I I can tell you if the time's flown by or if it's gone completely slowly since I first started. But it's been the years have been great here since I've been. I've enjoyed learning all the skills I've had to learn to figure out and do what it takes to maintain the electrical equipment on a site such as this, a gas terminal. Um, I'd probably say the best thing I enjoy about being here is it's sort of it's not a Monday to Friday job role. Throughout the four years I've been here, I've actually I've been lucky enough to be able to travel the country, attending electrical conferences, going on training courses, seeing our clients and their places of work, which has been it's been great for me. It's exactly why I wanted to get into this industry, just to sort of have my world open up a little bit. Uh, and it's it's just it's a great place to work. I've done so many activities for such as STEM activities where I go to schools, do school career fairs, do things like the go-karts that we do where we build a go-kart for a school, or I can go and help people do mock interviews for people who don't know whether they want to do university or get into work. So, yeah, it's been it's been busy. It's been a busy four years, that's how I'd put it, but it's been really enjoyable at the same time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. I know I, I've been down to uh, grain LNG a few times. Nobody's managed to convince me to climb up to the top of one of the storage tanks yet, but I'm sure that will come at some point. Um, yeah, you're going to have to. The views oh, are
1: good from up them.
2: I'm going to need to, Tom. I'll, I'll hunt you down next time I'm down there. Um, yeah, definitely. But I think, as as you know, I mean, we we manage the Tank Storage Association, which is a trade body yes. that represents um, uh, all of the terminals, including including uh, grain LNG. And we're we're really keen on. Promoting this industry in this sector, particularly to new talent to to coming into to the terminals business, because like you, we we think it's a fantastic, interesting, and exciting um, career path that you can take, and it can take you in many different places. Yes, um, and I just wondered what what your experience is of working and training in the tank storage industry so far. You know, what what are the things that have really attracted you about the
1: sector? Uh- well to be honest, I think working in the tank storage industry and especially here being grain LNG and we work with liquefied natural grass, I think it's I think it's incredible, to be honest. It's a huge feat of engineering to be a part of. And even now been on site for three years and I still get a bit of a a bit of a shock when we're pulling out things from the tank such as cryogenic cables that have meters and meters of cable within the tank that are frozen solid and they've got a block of ice around the side of it where it's minus 160 degrees. So the engineering side of it is quite crazy to think how much goes on. And the scale and the size of our site here at Grain LNG, it's the largest one in all of Europe. So the the vast variety of different bits of plant and equipment we have, it's just unbelievable to think of how much goes into importing, storing and exporting gas for a terminal such as this. So something which... I'm. I'm, I'm completely happy to be in. I'm, it's, it's a job that gives you a good bit of pride to do because you know where this gas is going. It, we can heat up 30% of the UK. We can put our energy towards that. So it's, the, it's a huge feat of engineering it's, it's, and it's brilliant to be a part of.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really interesting. And I know that your managing director uh, sat here with us in, in the studio um, last year and did, a, did an update yes. on the new, the new build project that you're currently going through. There at Grain LNG so it's an exciting time for the business and, and looking forward to the future what what are your aspirations what what are your future plans?
1: Uh, well for me obviously get that get that certificate through and try get a, a promotion as soon as possible and finish we do it I'm doing a HNC this year as well which should finish in September uh, so hopefully get that done and finished out the way and once that's done I'm looking to go on and do a degree uh, towards the end of the year, try and get in onto an engineering management course, which I've sort of put myself forward to now. So I'm just waiting to see if I get onto that. And then I am thinking further ahead in that long-term here at Grain LNG, we've got so many opportunities of progression where we can further educate ourselves or whatever that may be, whether it's in a job or just extra education in terms of the job we're doing at the minute. So I can't, I don't really know for certain what the plan is in the future, but I just don't, I know I don't want to stop progressing at any stage of my career, whatever that progression may be, whether it's going on and like I say, doing a degree or different job roles. I'm, I'm not too sure. Just progress forward as much as possible is all I can really say.
0: That sounds fantastic, Tom. Thank you very much for telling us about your journey to date and your aspirations for the future and uh, congratulations on your endpoint assessment. Thank you. Uh, And fingers crossed for whatever comes next. Um, As a final question, I would like to ask you what advice would you give to someone who might be thinking about
1: an apprenticeship? Uh, On that note, firstly, I I think apprenticeships are great because you learn all of the hard skills that you're going to need for the job role that you've applied for. But, What I think is just as important through doing an apprenticeship is you accumulate a wealth of soft skills that are needed, not only for when you're in the working world, but for life in general. For this, I mean, things like you learn how to work with different people through all walks of life, you you develop communication skills, you you build confidence and self-belief, and also something which is just as important when when you get an apprenticeship, you can learn how to sort of balance that work-life balance and just figure out what it is you enjoy doing. And you get paid while doing it as well, which is it's sort of... I can't really see any negatives in a in an apprenticeship, to be honest, because you're getting qualifications, you're getting paid, and you're building all the soft skills are, are aforementioned. But, yeah, I'd just say go for it if you're thinking about doing an apprenticeship. I was late to start mine after working after school. And I've, even though at the time when I applied for an apprenticeship, it did feel like a bit of a step back going... To start something that my friends are coming to the end of in terms of an apprenticeship. But I can say I've I've got no regrets in going down the apprenticeship route. And I'm very, very happy that I made the decision I did.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. And James, uh, I know that you're currently undertaking a control and instrumentation apprenticeship also at National Grids Grain LNG. And uh, I'd be Curious to know what in particular uh, made you choose an apprenticeship in the tank storage sector and what has been your journey prior to applying for your apprenticeship at Grain?
3: Yeah, so um, my journey to get into Grain LNG was quite different to Tom's, where I started from uh, year six is when um, there was a STEM go-kart activity where Grain LNG came to my primary school and um, they helped the children in year six build a go-kart and then race it against other schools. And so I was lucky enough in the future as well to be a part of that um, go-kart activity, helping other kids do it as well, which I've really enjoyed. But um, yeah, so that, that kind of sparked my interest in engineering from that point on. So when I got into secondary school, I wanted to get into engineering. And then I was at 100 of Who at the time, and they stopped the engineering classes. So I decided I was going to have to leave at that point, and then I moved to a UTC. So I focused on my engineering there. And, um, yeah, that, that's that's it, really.
2: Yeah, thanks, James. And and I, I've got to say, James, uh, you and I have got more in common because my apprenticeship was in control and instrumentation, although mine, as I said, was back in 1986 and i remember oh, nice, when, yeah. when i when i started i i started at a company called abb who are a very big company now um yeah. uh, my my apprenticeship journey started by programming in octal on a sperry univac control system using reel to reel tapes as yeah. storage devices and all sorts of stuff like that um but yeah. i i love control and instrumentation and scada systems and dcss and things like that so can you tell me a little bit more about what the control and instrumentation apprenticeship is what you do perhaps i'd say
3: for, for anyone who doesn't know what working for a, a maintenance team in cni is i'd say the best way to describe it is the overall maintenance installation of various equipment which aims to control and display readings for different process systems on the site so with my apprenticeship that involves basically learning uh, like peter said about these abb transmitters and all their equipment and a variety of different instrumentation on site and just learning the basics behind them and how we maintain them which in turn takes care of all the process on site.
2: Yeah, thanks, James. And and just just thinking about um your apprenticeship in terms of the skills and experience and so on. I know that when I was doing mine, the thing that I really enjoyed the most was DCS's distributed control systems. What what are the areas that you enjoy the most? Um and not, not just the, the technology, but also about working in the CNI area at a terminal?
3: Um well, one of my favorite parts of working at a site this large is all the challenges that are involved with it because especially of CNI, we branch into a lot of other pots as well. So we can branch into the systems part, we can branch into functional safety. So we get into a lot of other areas, not just CNI as well. So I, I think that challenge like, um, really helps my passion for engineering.
2: And I guess cybersecurity now plays a big part in some of the stuff that you're doing as well. Yeah, cybersecurity is huge, actually. So
3: that plays, we, we don't necessarily get, there's a separate team for that at Grand LNG because of how large cybersecurity is and how much there is to cover.
2: No, thanks, James. And I'm going to ask you a really difficult question now. So apologies for this. But what what do you think is your proudest moment so far in doing your apprenticeship?
3: Fairly enough, I'd have to say because my, again, my favorite part of like this apprenticeship is all the practical side of working on site. But the bit I haven't really enjoyed, well, not that I've enjoyed, I've struggled with the most, is the college side. So I'd say my proudest moment was getting through the engineering and science and maths exams within my first year of the HNC, which was last year. I got that, I got through that and passed first time, and I'm, I was really, really proud of that moment. I'm very happy with it.
2: No, that's brilliant, James. And, and, and like I said, you, you're the same as me because the thing that I struggled with most during my apprenticeship was the academic side of it. I love the practical yeah. side, but I really struggled with the academic side. Yeah, I'm the exact same. Uh, and I, I guess just just looking ahead, then, what what are your aspirations for the future, and and how will the apprenticeship have helped you to to achieve what those aspirations are? What would you like to be doing in the future?
3: Well, for now, I just really want to continue learning and growing with the CNI team, and I want to become a good and reliable technician. That's that's my that's my main goal at the moment. But in general, for the future, um, I also uh, I hope to work with in the renewable energy sector. Because so I feel like that's growing and growing. A national grid is really investing into that. So their big goal is by 2050 to become uh, more renewable in the UK. So I want to be a part of that.
0: Thank you, James. And I would finally ask you to, um, to perhaps uh, tell us uh, a little bit more about what advice would you give someone who might be thinking about an apprenticeship?
3: I would say you you've got to go for it. Because for me personally, if, if you're like me and Peter as well, who are not really interested, well, not interested, but do struggle with the academic side, you can get involved in more of the practical while also having that support from a big company like Grid. Because while I've been at college, everyone um, who's been working here who's gone through that um, process of college has helped me all the way through. And it's just been brilliant working alongside that and getting to work practically on site while getting paid for it. I don't really see any problem with it at all.
0: That's great advice. And one more question. Uh, What advice would you give an employer who is considering employing an apprentice?
3: That's a good question. I I, I believe the main focus should be to find an apprentice, well, mainly you can get along with, but also who has a passion for the work they'll be doing. Because I think that goes a long way to better the company in general and really improve your team overall. It, it, It can lead to building a great working relationship and developing someone you can rely on within the workplace.
0: Thank you. And I would like to say, as we bring this episode to a close, a huge thank you to Tom and James for having joined us today to discuss their apprenticeship journey and their aspirations for the future, as well as advice to those who might be considering taking an apprenticeship so thank you very much.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been really interesting talking to you and, and reliving some of my old memories from my, uh, from my working career early on as well. Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks very much. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: The terminals industry offers rewarding and diverse career opportunities, and many of these don't require a degree. While your future career may feel like a long way off, an apprenticeship in the sector may be an ideal route to bring it closer. To find out more about the terminals industry, career opportunities and apprenticeships, visit jobs.tankstorage.org.uk. Thank you, James, Tom and Peter for your contribution today, and thank you for listening. Remember that you can find Terminals Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all major platforms. As always, check out our website tankstorage.org.uk for all latest news and insights on the terminals industry in the UK. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please spread the word. Have a great day.